This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Good morning over there. Good afternoon, Brother Elvis. How you doing? Oh, doing pretty good. <laughs> Buried under paperwork, but I'm doing well and so happy to be here today. And we're excited to have you here. Folks, welcome aboard. We're doing a seven-show marathon today. We're going to kick it off now. I'm excited to be here with Pastor Elvis Newhart coming to you from Lower Saxony in Germany. We've got this next hour together starting now. Brother Elvis, would you like to open us in prayer? And the microphone is yours. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Shannon, for having me here today. Well, Father in heaven, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we thank you that we can meet together today, Father. We know how the enemy likes to block these messages or bring in harassment, Father, in Jesus' name. So we pray the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over the presentation, over the message, Lord, over all the equipment front to back in Jesus' name, Lord. Father, we also pray that this message would minister grace and peace unto the hearers, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord. And we this rebuke and fall out of agreement with everything the enemy is trying to bring in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise Take the Lord. Take away, brother. Welcome back. Yeah, great to be back, Shannon. Uh, wow, things are going on here. It's the start of a new year, and we've been in the new year, and uh, there's been no end to excitement. But what I'd like to bring today is we are going to look at fear, and we're going to look at the roots of fear. And this has been about a four-part series we've been doing on the at the Elvis Newhart Network uh, on YouTube. We have these with the presentations there. And uh, we kicked it off with fear and the roots of fear. And sometimes people are just like, why can't I quit being afraid? And it's like, Elvis, it seems like I, I, I deal with one fear and another fear just seems to pop up right after it. Well, we're going to look at the, that today. And one thing we need to remember is is that usually fear comes in a whole network of roots. It's like a whole root system. And if you've ever seen a tree that's fallen over in a windstorm or if you consider the roots or, or hey, pu- pull a weed out of the ground and, you know, like a, one of those dandelions or whatever, and they got those many, many little roots and a lo- big, long tap root right in the middle. And that's how fear is. And fear can do many roots, and the enemy can use that to attack and molest you in different directions. The good news is, right off the bat, when we go forward, that is when you start going after these roots, and you start going after the roots of fear, uh, what happens is you'll pull on one area, or you'll you'll be dealing with some some areas of uh, roots of fear, and it will have a positive effect on other areas in your life, too, just because the root network somehow gets a little bit messed up. But like we know, uh, when we're pulling weeds, if you just pull the weed out and you leave those roots in the ground, they're going to grow back. So let's look at some roots of fear today. We want to understand fear. Uh, Sometimes fear gets a little bit misunderstood. We think we're going to receive prayer or God is going to work in our life, and 
every fear and every anxiety and every concern is just going to disappear. And we get our prayer. We get great deliverance. A lot of these roots get ripped out. But then we come into a situation and we experience some fear or nervousness or anxiety. And we go, oh, my Lord, I've lost all my deliverance. I didn't get any deliverance. What could that be? Let's look at that today, folks, as, as we're here together. Welcome. Again, my name is Pastor Elvis Newhart uh, from the Church on a Thousand Hills here in Lower Saxony, Germany. So we're going to start out here. Now, one thing is, is, is God made us. God created us. And, uh, you know, fear is built into us. There is a system, fear. It's like a warning system inside of us. And fear uh, is actually there was, you know, in the beginning, you know, I was joking on the presentation. I, I said, oh, yeah, 50 million billion years ago on the first humans, right? Uh, no, anyway, but God built that into us because, uh, you know, what healthy fear, fear is, it's like a warning. It's like a warning symbol. Something, you know, hey, something is wrong or that, you know, that animal coming towards me, that might not be the, the best thing uh, for me or it could cause me damage or harm. And way back in the day, let's just say it that way, you know, you had people, hey, they're living in caves, sitting around a fire, uh, enjoying themselves, uh, you know, doing whatever. And so they're on the fire you know, cavemen or whatever. And then what would happen is, is all of a sudden people would pick up, hey, there's something wrong outside. Something would change. And then so, the you know, early humans, they would be like, uh-uh, there's a fear. We got to get ready. And so the man goes outside the cave, you know, uh, leaves his family protected inside. He goes outside the cave and there's a big bear outside the cave. And so, yeah, now in those moments, that fear is going to come up. If there was absolutely no fear, Right. If there's absolutely no fear there, well, then he's going to walk up and try to pet the bear, try to be friends with the bear. And uh, yeah, and he's ended up going, going he's, he's going to end up being becoming the lunch of the bear. And that's going to put his family in danger there. Now, to go back to the Bible, if you look at Adam and Eve, they were going forward and they were doing really great. And it wasn't until uh, the serpent deceived them and they ate the fruit. And then that's when they went into the forest to hide and they were afraid. They go, well, we noticed we were naked. We were naked and afraid. And that caused them to hide from God. So there's a there's an introduction to fear there. Hey, sin entered the, entered, uh, sin entered the world. Sin passed through the door. And then all of a sudden, we even have uh, Adam and Eve that were naked, they were afraid, and uh, the stuff goes on. But God built us that way, or we are we are created with these healthy fears, you know. And like these these early people, they would be sitting in their cave, and all of a sudden, the birds would stop singing outside or something. And long story short, they knew that all the people would have to grab their sharp sticks or their spears. And fight the giant, uh, fight the giant bear outside, or, or tiger, or whatever came. And I'm just giving that, I'm just giving that as an example back then how it was. Now, of course, we go, we we go into uh, more modern times with fear, and um, and yes, we were uh, God created us for fear. He put all the things for fear in our brain. Okay, I'm talking the healthy fear. Okay, you know, should, should Elvis go walk on the edge of the top of a very tall skyscraper building? And the thing is, is it, uh, I have things built into me from God that says, you know, maybe that's not the best idea. I could fall. Um, or, you know, we have natural fears. Sometimes you have, and you, it's, it's interesting, you'll have fears of different things, spiders, heights, or different fears, then you get off into the phobias, and that's kind of the strange things we fear. But what happens is all that input comes in through the eyes, through the ears, or whatever, or the multitude of sensors we have in our body, and it goes to a place called the thalamus in our brain. And at that moment, and this is such a fast thing, it, it, it's so fast you can't imagine it, the thalamus will, will uh, communicate with the amygdala, right? There's a there's a there's something where it will communicate with the amygdala part ways, but it also sends signals back to the back of your head. If you just tap the back of your head right now, uh, that's an area called the occipital lobe. That processes it. That's the part of the brain going. You know, I saw that brown fuzzy thing last time. It tried to kill you. Uh, you should be cautious of this. Okay, that, and that's saying it very, that's saying it very mildly there. And so, what it does, it starts shooting signals to an area of your brain in the middle called the hippocampus, and also to the amygdala. 
And the amygdala, uh, that's the part of your brain that decides, am I going to stop and fight this or am I going to run away? Now, that's how it works when your brain is healthy. This is how it works when you do not have a spiritual influence. You have damages on your brain. There are people who go through certain types of brain damage, and it removes all fear. And people go, oh, wouldn't that be cool? Well, one moment here. There are chemicals that do go into the water, right? And it does eliminate, affects the brains. For example, shrimp. And what, what shrimp will do is normally shrimp will run away from predators, but when, they, uh, but when their brains were damaged or from the chemicals in the, in the water, the shrimp, would, the shrimp would walk up to their predator and say, hi, do you want to be friends? And the predator goes, no, let's go to lunch, and you're going to be lunch, and it, it just eats the shrimp. And this happens a lot with a lot of pesticides, fertilizers, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever's going on. Lot of effect, a lot of things on the brain. We're going to move forward, forward on that now. Okay. So, but our brain was created, God, God, so that we realize the danger, so we don't be foolish, and that's the healthy thing. There are things, you know, like when we look and we see a fire. Right, and we see a fire, and the signal goes back to my thalamus. Thalamus shoots it to the back of my head. Pat the pat the back of your head, and that says, "Elvis, that's a fire, and it will warm you. It will cook your food. It's really nice to look at, but do not stick your hand in there." Okay, that's how that all gets developed. Right? Don't stick your hand in the fire, but it's nice to look at, pleasant to look at. Uh, and you can warm yourself, uh, cook a cook a marshmallow or a hot dog or something, and you can do that. Now this is normal, and it would be really great if it would stay right there, and if it can be used that way. But we know that through the fall, bodies get corrupted, the spirits come in. There are spirits that come out, spirits of fear. Remember, uh, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear or a fearful attitude, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Well, the enemy loves to get in there and mess things around. Now, what happens is is they can actually look at this with spec scans. They can actually look into this, see spec scans, and they can see the difference between, you know, a, a normal brain of, of a person there. They may have some spots. But the other thing that comes in is there's times where people develop anxiety disorders. And many times uh, anxiety disorders can be imagined fears or fear of a real fear, or future fears. And the thing is, is that that fires off so much. The brain is so is so overheated in certain areas is that the people live in a constant state of fear, okay? Always afraid, always afraid about something, always worrying about something. And, that, and what happens is, and as we've learned and as we've showed in subsequent messages, what that does, number one, to your brain, to your body, and also we say in German, your Wahrnehmung, how you perceive things and how you perceive the world, but, you know, with anxieties. Now I want to throw this out here too, uh, is saying this, is we are bombarded daily by anxieties, anxiety triggers. Uh, they want to keep us in a constant state of fear. They, they feed us food. You know, you've got if, if you're eating too much sugar and carbs and all of that other stuff or whatever, it's gonna it really it it, it inflames your brain. It'll overheat or overly activate certain parts of the brain. And when they get overly active, you know, imagine this: a fearful imagination or fearful mind racing that makes a lot of anxiety, and that gets on. The, and, and there's so many of those that aren't even real fears. There are real fears. There are imagined fears. Okay. Now, also, but yeah, and you know, when when when, when we tapped on that back part of the head, right, right there, when they look at that with people with anxiety problems or very fearful po- problems, that along with the front of your brain, right, uh, they become overly active. The electrical gets overly active. And what happens is, is that's the part that's saying, always be afraid. Now, normally, the front of your head, right behind your forehead, tap your forehead, right? That part there, part there says, Elvis, you don't got to worry about that. We've got other things to focus on. We don't need to worry about this. We don't need to worry about this anxiety. Uh, Elvis, the, the possibility of a killer asteroid landing right on top of your house is very low, right next to zero low. And so, you know, we don't need to, need to deal with that. Well, 
when the front part of your brain is overactive too, forget it because that's when the rest of your brain, the front part of your brain controls the rest, the rest part of your brain too. It just, it doesn't let, you know, thoughts run wild. It doesn't let you be depressed forever. But when that's having problems there, that just gets really crazy and haywire. So anyway, so we're talking that here too. So, so anxieties and uh, the, these weren't God's plans. There's stuff going on here. And there's also a lot of stuff that the enemy likes to do with our heads. Now, I want to talk about the three core fears, three main fears. And I look at these, and you, and you go out and you look and research, you know, the three main fears or the main fears that a person has, and you start realizing how much the, of the answer Jesus Christ really is. Okay, now, um, here's one right here. The first core fear, and, and the biggest fears that they have are the fear of death. Fear of death, fear of dying. Now, I'm not a fan of death, and I don't want to die anytime. Uh, I don't want to die anytime soon. And uh, but there's a lot of people that are really afraid of dying, and you know sometimes sometimes people go, um, yeah, I don't know, a little bit haywire with this. Sometimes people they develop such a such a fear of dying, and you know if there's not anybody to share the gospel with them, or a lot of times people you know they won't start seeking God until they're towards the end of their life. They're afraid of dying. And, uh, yeah, and so there you go. But I want to read this. Out of Romans chapter 8, verse 15, it says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Okay, and that was a big bondage to the folks that lived back in biblical times, too. There was a spirit of bondage again to fear. And so we break that now in Jesus' name, and that's one you can pray for yourself. Again, notice a spirit mentioned right in the Bible, right in the book of Romans, Romans 8, 15, it talks about the spirit of bondage, again, to fear. There are spirits that will bind you to the fears. Mm-hmm. There are spirits of bondage that will bind you to fear. And this is one reason, if you're always afraid, you feel you can't get away with your fears, this Bible verse is for you. Okay, God loved you so much, he poured this Bible verse through Paul to be written down. Now, but what did we get? We do see that we received a good spirit. This is, you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or cry out to God. Now, this is great. And if you have unsaved, if you have an unsaved person in your life, no matter what the relationship is, you can pray in Jesus' name, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, I loose a spirit of adoption. To go and go into and, and to move upon Bob in Jesus' mighty name. And that is the spirit that cries out to God. Now, Bob already has that somehow built into him. But again, the, the, the enemy, the demons, can bind you up in a spirit of bondage. And this is why some people never cry out to God when they're always wondering, always seeking. And the enemy is so tricky. And he's so proud on this one here, too. But here you go. So the first core fear... Excuse me for just a half a second, please. And if you're just joining us, we're live with Pastor Elvis Newhart coming to you from Lower Saxony, Germany. Okay, thank you very much there. So I didn't want to cough into my microphone. So here we go. Now, one of those is, uh, and again, the first one we looked at again, is the fear of death. You dying, somebody else dying, and see all these. They tend to spread out too, and this is one of the three big, uh, one of the three big parts. One of the big roots of the roots is the fear of death or dying. But when you become a Christian and you realize everything that Jesus has done for you, everything that to help you out, you know the fear of death and the fear of dying should go away because you know where you're going, uh, going afterwards. Okay. A lot of unsaved people are, 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 are like they, they have the fear of loss of control. And I can't control what I'm doing. I don't know what happens on the other side. That's why these programs are so popular, right? They, they don't know what the control is. But you know what? When you're saved, that's kind of a point where you say, you know what? I don't need to have control of that because a Father in heaven who loves me, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, they've all got that under control, they have the control of that. They have the say in that. And so a lot of that fear of, of, of death, um, you know, dissolves. You can really cast that out. That's how you get that root out. Now, uh, you can say this here too, fear of death. Um, I'm standing on the edge of a road with many fast cars passing by, 
and one part of my brain says, hey, let's walk across the road, yet there's going to be a fear of death or a fear of a car or a truck hitting me. Right, So it's like, you know what, maybe I should stand here until the traffic's less. That's not demonic. So do you see the difference there? That's part of that we know to be able to look and say, you know what, there are too many cars for me to pa- uh, go, go, through, go, go, go through this right now. Okay, But if you're at home, laying in your bed, under the covers, middle of the night, and you're, you're having anxiety about cars hitting you the next day, that's demonic, and that's what we can bind and pray against. Okay, So fear of death, one of the major root fears, and a lot of people have that. And I have to say that during our pandemic time, too, you, you, know, you, have the, you have the wicked in the world. They know that, and they play on that. And there's something you can't see, you can't touch, you can't smell, you can't hear, whatever. You have no control, and somehow it's going to sneak into your house while you're watching television, and it's going to infect you, it's going to infect you, and you're going to die horribly, and your children will be abandoned. See how they work on that one? So anyway, yes, we will not be manipulated by the fear of death. Or, in Jesus' name, we also break that spirit of bondage again to fear. That's huge, people. Bondage again to fear. Okay, let's move on. We have we have uh, the other roots, roots to look at too. Also, major area to look at too, people, is the fear of abandonment. That's the second one, fear of abandonment, and that goes all the way back to childhood on. You know, you've seen this in little kids, right? Mom or dad, they're going to leave the room or go around the corner, and all of a sudden the kids start crying and screaming and and everything else, and they're like, oh no. Mommy, Daddy, don't leave me here. I need to be with you. Now, there is a fear of abandonment. Now, small children have what's called object permanence. That's the word for it, object permanence, which means if they can't see it, it doesn't exist. And so if mom or dad walk around the room, right, if mom or dad walk through uh, or walk away out of a door, all of a sudden in their brain they say, uh-oh, Mommy or daddy will not exist anymore, and I don't. I depend on them for my survival, and so I don't want to lose mommy or daddy. It's and on one hand, it's part of the bonding process to bring them, bring the kids closer to the parents, right? It's good there, but on the other hand, it, if it doesn't it get dealt with, if it doesn't stay, if kids don't mature out of that, that that is horrible. It is horrible. And you know what? That can go up, up into older children, teens, even into parents where it's, where it's like if you're not here with me all the time, somehow you're not going to exist anymore. You're not going to care about me. You're not going to love me. You're not going to feed me. You know, whatever. I, 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 all these abandonment issues come up. Now, one thing that really works hard on that one is there are people that have been abandoned by parents, have been abandoned by uh, partners, spouses. Uh, you know, hey, a, a lot of orphans have this, uh, abandonment issues, um, a lot of stuff. But anyway, but the fear of abandonment, right? The fear of loss of connection. That is another major, major, major root. Okay, this brings in a lot of, uh, a lot of rejection feelings, uh, mistrust. Uh, a lot of people, you know, th- th- sometimes a lot of people who think they're introverts, Okay, actually what they have is a fear of abandonment, so the answer is, well, just don't get attached to anybody and stay away from the world. This gets very messy very fast. This is why we, uh, we spent, uh, you know, outside today, we spent a whole entire message that we've saved, uh, that we've done on the Elvis Newhart Network on YouTube uh, for there too, for, so abandonment issues too. Um, you know, we understand this with little kids, but as kids gets older and it's just like, wow. Why can't why can't our teenager ever be away from mom or dad or something else like that? Now there there is uh, there are abandonment wounds. You darn right, abandonment wounds, spirit of abandonment, and those go in there, people. And, that, and that's just pray against it, rebuke it in Jesus' name, command it to leave it out of your life. But that can get really nasty. Is the fear of abandonment, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection? Um, yeah, really in there. And so and. You know, there are things, a lot of times, a lot of anxiety disorders, there we are back on anxiety, folks, um, come up just from the the fear of abandonment. Everybody's going to abandon me. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm just going to eat worms. Okay, so let's move on. So fear of abandonment is another, another huge one. So now, another one that's really big here, too, is fear of failure. The fear of failure. 
right? The fear of not being accepted, fear of failure. Um, I can't do it. That 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 just uh, it just stops. I have a great quote here. Let me quote this. If it comes here, it says, "Fear kills more dreams than failure ever will." And there's a lot of people they won't start something out of fear of failure, or uh, or I'm going to fail anyway. Well, how do you know that? Hey, my parents told me, my friends told me, it was always pumped into me my whole life. I'd be a failure. I'd be nothing. Okay, so fear of failure. That's another one. You know, there's also a fear of success on the other one. And I would, I, I, I would have called baloney on that. I would have said that's not even a real thing until I had that fear of success. I had that a long, long time ago, and if you told me I would have had that, I would have called you a liar. I would have said, no way. How can anybody be afraid of success? Very easily. Very easily. So fear of success, but let's fo- focus. A lot, a lot more people have the fear of failure, and they never try anything. Okay. Now, here's another one on fear of failure or another thing on failure, too. You know, we are young people. We all had dreams, visions. We were either going to hit it rich. We were going to make it big. We were going to do something, and then what we were going to do is save our parents. We were going to pay off their house. We were going to buy them a new car uh, for our parents, our brothers, our sisters, or whoever else. We're going to take care of them. Uh, it could be for your kids. It's like, well, I had a rough upbringing so I'm going to do all this. I'm going to I'm going to do all this stuff uh, for uh, for my kids, and, and and which is a good thing. If you want to if you want to do something great, what go out and do it. Please please go do something great and send us an email. But the thing is this: what happens is is that maybe that doesn't come along in life. A lot of people have fantasies of saving their family from everything. And I do believe that's one reason why sometimes God doesn't allow things to happen. He's like, well, I would love to bless you and everything, but then you're going to go out and you're going to go, how do you say it, not waste it, but you're going to go out and spend it in all these different directions there, and then you'll have nothing left over of the blessing that I had meant, meant for you. Or you realize you realize that whatever it was, the, the, the rescue fantasy, that's another one too, fear of failure or the rescue fantasy, and all of a sudden that rescue fantasy is not, is not coming in, and then a lot of shame loves to come in, shame and everything, and I, oh, I didn't do it, I couldn't do it, look how I wasted my life, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to fail my family, that's huge. And I got to tell you, in other country, that, that can be in America or Europe, but but if you get into areas of uh, South America, Africa, Africa, Asia, uh, wherever, there's all that thing. It's like, whoops, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the family hero. And you have to watch it here because there's times where these can combine with um, alcoholic dysfunctional families. And remember, in an alcoholic dysfunctional family, you always have the hero. And the hero is going to come back and save all those brothers and sisters. I'm going to save my mom or I'm going to save my dad. And at some point, it, it's, just, it's just not going to be a reality. And that's a big fear. Uh, you, know, I, you know, hey, I'm supposed to take care of my whole family. Sometimes that's just thought. Sometimes that's just told to the kids. You're the only hope of the family. You know, you've got to be the one. You've got to do this. You, you've got to be successful so the rest of us can be okay. And boy, that that's a tough one. You know, because hey, we we love our families. We want to help our families. Uh, but then God has to put that in into the right thing. I don't think God wants us to go and you know save all of our brothers, save all of our sisters, save our parents, you know. And, and you want to do it so all those that you love or all those that you want to save that they that they don't have any suffering, so that they don't have any fears, and they're all well taken care of. Okay, and you know what, people, we've got to let God work in other people people's lives too. Okay, do what you can. But uh, if you're having these big fear of failure things, you know, in work, uh, fear of failure in, in, in relationships, hey, I'm going to ask him out, I'm going to ask her out, and then you've got so much uh, rejection. So here, there you see fear of failure. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to start a relationship with this person, but I'm going to fail. Or maybe I have a relationship and I, it's going to fail. So anyway, let's go forward. But that's the fear, the fear of failure. So let's look at, look at this again, just real briefly. Fear of abandonment. And I include that, you know, fear of rejection, right? Fear, you know, fear, fear that the world is going to leave you and you're going to be alone and nobody's going to be there to help you and uh, the, the fear of death and rebuke that. And when you start getting free of the fear of death, you know, being afraid of that. And again, again, I just want to say 
You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Okay, that's what fear wants to do is put you in bondage. And it will use any of those roots to slow you down, stop you, or push you backwards in your spiritual growth, but also in, in your natural, in, in your, your uh, worldly growth or growth or, or maturity there. Okay, so you can come against that too whenever you're praying against spirits of arrested development. Okay, people are, people do not develop because they're in the spirit of bondage to fear, rejection, right, failure, and they don't mature, they don't go on. Okay, I know, it's horrible. It's horrible. And I, I want to repeat this again too. Fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, yeah, okay. And, and that's by just not doing nothing. And people, we are in a time not doing nothing is a, many times, in many times in our life, you, you can't just do, do, do nothing. What do I say? Yeah. I'll just say it that way. We, we, so many times we do not have the option of not doing nothing. There's answers sometimes. It's like, well, Lord, what do I do? And when the Lord comes back and says, don't do nothing, you know, you know, it, it, you, you've done all you can, now, now just stand still. Yeah, follow that. Here we go. Now, how does fear become so powerful, right? How does fear become so powerful? Darn it. We can't see it. We can't touch it. Yet, it, it gets its claws in us and begins to control us, right? And when fear starts to control us, we hear that. A lot of, a, a lot of uh, uh, fear issues just go right back to control because we hate that feeling of being out of control. Why can't I make this good? Why can't I make this, uh, uh, um, you know, whatever. And how many times do we read in the Bible where, where there, were, there were the Bible characters and they were afraid about something and Jesus would say, like Moses and the crew when they, uh, and the Israelites when they're standing on the side of the Red Sea. And they were afraid because they had, they had sea in the front, uh, uh, Egyptians in the back, and uh, and the children of Israel, they became afraid, and God's answer to them was uh, stand still. Just stand still. Okay? Stand still. See the glory. Stand still and watch what I do. Okay? Here we go. Now, we've been brought up today, and how the enemies really worked this into us is, uh, I, I have a thing here called the three biggest fears of our generation. Here are the three biggest fears of our, our generation now. It used to be big bears wanting to get big bears or tigers wanting to break into the cave and eat us, but now modern man has become so modern with technology and everything. Number one biggest fear of this generation is slow, uh, slow Wi-Fi, right? I hope they don't have slow Wi-Fi. The next one is slow loading, right? If I got to download something, it's slow loading. And the number three, this is huge with all the phones or whatever you have. Then you got a low battery. A low battery, low battery, and no signal. So anyway, but uh, yeah, but that's how it goes. And I just the enemy can really get in and use this, and then you get afraid of that, and it's like it, it totally takes you off the things that you should really be uh, focusing on and taking care of, so that they don't become a fear. Now it's been said if you're depressed, you're living in the past. But you know, regret of the past, right? German, we say Bereuung. If you're depressed, you're living in the past, trying to change something you can't can't do. Now, if you are anxious, you are living in the future. Okay, Fear, uh, future fears, the the sorrow of tomorrow, right? And see, the thing is, is we can't, you know, we can't really change. We we can't change the past, but we can learn from it, right? We should learn from our mistakes or things we did, right? And if we're anxious. Right and living in the future, this is really where where you know if your brain's on fire there or whatever else, if you if your family has a real fear of poverty or ex, uh, uh, fears of existence and everything, it's like uh oh, are we going to make it to ne next week? Are we going to be able to pay the rent? Well, then we need to uh, not be paralyzed by the fear, but ask the Lord and look for ways. It's like Lord, is there anything I can do to prepare for this or turn this down? Okay. And so that, that, that's depression, right? Come against all past fears, things in the past that are making you sad, sorrowful, but also fearful and avoidant. But anyway, and with anxious stuff, it's like, do I really need to wear, uh, be, worry about this, right? There are things we need to be, uh, there are things that we need to be concerned for. The Bible says the prudent sees the da danger, that, uh, danger co coming and prepares for it. Is there something I can do about this? 
But then there are some anxieties, and I'll say this one again. All the anxieties or fears that that killer asteroid is going to come racing through your house, we need to do something about that. There's prayer for that. We need to fall, we need to fall out of agreement with irrational fears. Okay? So that's another one that you can bind up, cast out in Jesus' name. Let's go forward. So, now... Uh, fear and, and just fear in some parts. Fear was mentioned like 561 times. Okay, fear. And there's fears in the Bible. And God knew. Hey, God knew. God has a plan. He knew the enemy was going to hit us with fear. It, it, it's like the it's like the animals do in Africa. They, they uh, the lions, lions and the tigers and whatever lions and tigers in Africa. What they do is they find a, a group of uh, zebras, caribou, deer, whatever. Not caribou. Caribou's up north. And uh, anyway, but deers or whatnot. And what they, they find them, and they always keep them in a state of anxiety, a state of watching, and a state of fear. And that, and that will wear them down. That will make them tired, right? Having to run here, having to run there. And then what happens one day is that – and then what they do is they just start going and picking off the ones that can't deal with the fear. The ones that get weak, tired, sick, slow. And, uh, yeah, they eat them. And you know what? The enemy does seeming, seeming, seemingly the same thing. But God knew this. And you see, this is another way where, where the devil and his demons are going to use uh, the creation against ourselves. God made something beautiful. in our, uh, God made something perfect in our human life. The devil gets in there. He twists it. He turns it. Fears, imaginations, anxieties, all that starts to get in. And notice, hey, stress, fear, anxiety, we talk about all this, people. Okay, that gets in there, and, and you notice what that does to our body. It starts destroying our body. So anyway, now, God knew this, and this is why in the Bible, over, 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 and over again, I should count these up, right? Uh, for example, Psalm 56, verse 4. If you have your Bibles with you, open that thing up, get a highlighter out. Hey, if, if you're a fearful person, you need to go into the Psalms, the Proverbs. You need to go where Jesus is talking in the book of Isaiah, Right in the Gospels, New Testament, and mark down all the all the places where it says "fear not." You can search them right on your smartphone. Go do a search on "fear not" in the Bible, and the verses will pop up. But for example, Psalm fifty-six, verse four: "In God I trust; I shall not be afraid." In God I trust; I shall not be afraid. And I tell you what: the first time you pray this, the first time you read this. You know, something inside you is going to go. Uh-uh, oh no, 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 no! We got this fear here, right? Just trust in God. What's going to be? What's going to go on? Here's the thing: we put our trust back in God, so we can think. Fear, anxiety takes our way, our ability to think, our ability to reason. This is why we do stupid things. We do stupid things out out of fear, and in, in, in every area. That, that demonic fear wants to reach out and touch will make will have us make us do something stupid, make a stupid decision, and so there you go. But it's like you know what? I'm going to trust in God, follow God. When God says no, it's no. When God said yes, it's yes. And yeah, you know what? There may be uh, uh, there are people out there. We, all of us need to do it. I had to do it. I've been going through uh, stuff this year too. It's like you know what? Not going to worry about this. Be afraid, but I'm going to be touching with God all the time. Going, okay, Lord, Lord, this is how I feel. It's honestly, Lord, I'm concerned about this. Lord, I've got some anxiety about this. Lord, what can I do? And and what I pray too is, Lord, let me see what I need to see. Okay, a lot. One of the biggest fears too is the fear of the unknown. So, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, I don't know this. So, Lord, send me the person that can help me. Send me the book that can help me. Send me the video that can help me. And, Lord, I pray for that in Jesus' mighty name. And I pray, Lord, my ears are open. Please, Lord, speak to me. Okay? And cry out to the Lord. And God, I will trust. So, here we go again. Look at another one. Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Now a lot of people they don't they don't cry out to God or or or, or they don't make it a, a habit to cast their cares on the Lord. You know, you start doing this, God will start. God, there are times God will take care of things naturally, supernaturally. By the time you get to that, it disappears. We've seen that in the old and the new in the new New Testament, right? And what will happen is is cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. 
And a lot of times you can read there too. When you read the word cares in the Bible, you can also go in with the, uh, with the word anxieties, future fears, stuff going on in your life. And, you know, keep, I, I would just make it a habit saying, okay, Lord, how are you going to handle this one? Lord, what do you need me to do? What do I need to do, Lord? Here's my fear. I give it to you. Because if we don't do that, those cares, those anxieties get heavier and heavier, and they just want to crush us. Like I said, they want to stop us, uh, uh, slow us down, stop us, and push us backwards. Now, if we're not careful, Satan moves the battle to the spiritual realm. And I tell you what, it's already there. It's not about being careful. It is already there. But if we allow these seeds and these little roots of fear to get it, get inside of us, right, again, like I said, all the way back in the beginning, the spirit of bondage again to, to fear. There are spirits that do that, okay? And you can go through it. It's all through the Bible, right? And, and, and fear is the devil's favorite weapon. It, it, it fits. It, it's like a handle to all, all of the devil's tool works better if you put if you put fear on as a handle, it just gets worse. Just gets worse. Now, when things are going well, of course, Satan encourages us to trust in our own abilities rather than relying on God. And so things will go okay for a while, and we'll trust our abilities. Well, you know, you forget to pray, you forget to do this, that, or the other, and it you know it gets us just a little bit farther. We drift a little bit here too, and it's like those lions lions in the jungle, people. Lions on the Serengeti, right? They're just they're 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 laying there waiting for you. Okay, so when things are good, we better be thanking God and and keeping our heads up, watching out for things. Okay, when things are bad, well then we know what to do. Go back to it. Hey, you know what? God's helped me out of this situation before, or God has helped me with this situation before. You know, I I was in this situation. It's not a bad situation, but I get real fears when I do this. Right. So anyway, here we go. Here we go, folks. Here we go. Now, another one, and this is the thing too, too. Most people don't know these are spiritual battles. There are spiritual battles. I know there's a lot of, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay, and that's, hey, that can work for some people. But it's, what's really interesting is, here's the thing, too. So many Christians will go, oh, that's just something, it's just some fear, get over it. Well, then how come every other religion on the planet believes in, the, in, the, in spiritualism? They believe in uh, there are spiritual battles. There are spirits out there that want to make you afraid, do bad things to you. But where, where did that – why did that get shut off in Christianity? Well, one – this is my opinion here too is you know, a lot of these other real, uh, religions, they have a lot of rituals and incense and everything else they want to do that doesn't work, right? It, it, may, it may put a Band-Aid over it for a while, but you know, Christianity is – the one that is the one that has the answer for it and turning to christ on this praying binding loosing casting stuff out and that's the one that uh you know hey that that's the one that's going to work against these work against these fears just saying that going through kind of bouncing along now here we go one of the all-time best uh chapters in the bible I know they're all good, but Isaiah 41 is really takes the cake and Isaiah 41 verse 10 do not fear, I'm with you. God knows, God has a plan, God sees, God hears. He has not abandoned you, right? Don't fear, for I am with you. Right, and the whole Isaiah chapter 41, boy, treat yourself to something really good today. Go Read that. You cannot read Isaiah 41 enough. It is so great, but do not fear, for I am with you. And that is God speaking. And, you know, you notice, and and if there are spirits inside you going, yeah, I read that. Yeah, you know, I read that. It's good. It's it's black words on white paper. Great. Yeah, it's out of the Bible. You need to bind up that spirit, too, because bind up and cast out that spirit of doubt, unbelief, right? And uh, just, it's like God's trying to speak to you through the Bible. And a lot of times you'd be like, speak, Lord, speak, Lord, and Bible verses will just start popping up. God's already spoken to us, people. We have an entire Bible and Bible in front of us. So Isaiah chapter 41 is excellent. Maybe you have some favorites out there in the Psalms or the Proverbs or anywhere, right? Use those. Here you go. Now, the Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. That's Psalm 118. All over the Bible, God knew that. God knew that. God knew that. That is why he has given us so much comfort, so much wisdom, even how to come against that. God even gave us the name of it. 
in that Bible verse, we are not bound again to, to the uh, the spirit uh, to the spirit of fear. Uh, oh boy, I'm garbling. I'm garbling. Sorry. Uh, he's, we're not bound up again by the spirit of fear, spirit of bondage again to fear. There you go. The spirit of bondage again to fear. No, I, I'm not going to be bound by that again. No, I'm not. Okay. Oh, be afraid of no. I have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. No, basta, fair take, right? Right? I've received the spirit of adoption where I am crying out to Father God in heaven in Jesus' name. Here we are. I've got a situation. I don't know. I've got the fear of unknown, Lord, but you know, Lord, because you're omniscient. And I come to you for your help, Father. And you know what? What God will do is God will work with you right there. And then God will also work behind the scenes and set things up. You can't even imagine. So another question here as we wrap up for today on things. What would you do if you weren't afraid? That is an excellent question we should ask ourselves. What would you do if you weren't afraid? Well, I'd like this, but I'm afraid that. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to do this, but oh, the climate crisis, right? Right. What would you do if you weren't afraid? And I got to tell you, people, I want to say it again. They're making us afraid, afraid, afraid. It's an election year, you know. It's either with you know sickness, wars. Whatever else. Oh, what is it now? Nuclear war, everything. People, they've been using the nuclear war trick on people since the 1960s, 1940s, right? 1940s. And I tell you what, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful fear tool. Okay, so what would you do if you weren't afraid? Good question to think about today, right? Sometimes what we need to do is get out of the way and let God work. You know, God does want to do miracles in your life. He wants to do wonders in your life. Hey, we're going to pray. And you know what? Sometimes we just need to quit the fear, the anxiety, the stuff, the, the mind racing, all that other stuff. It's like, you know what? Calm down. There are some things where you just say, Lord, I put this in your hands. Lord, I put this person in your hands. Lord, I put this situation in your hands. Lord, I pray to you, Father, in Jesus' name, help me. Help me be successful in this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, I, 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 I'm hurting my brain trying to figure out a way to, to do this. Lord, I need your help. You're the God of a million solutions, and you know them. And, Lord, show me the next step to take, right? And then just go with that piece by piece. Remember, fear of the, of the unknown. Boy, that's, that's, that's something, too. Hey, what can you do, too? You know, there was an old saying, we were always preached and everything, and it says, it's easier to steer a boat that is moving. And it is easier for God to steer a moving ship, and that's you. Remember, again, I'll repeat it, fear will try to slow us down, stop us, or to make us move backwards. And that's not steering. And you know, boats out in the ocean, if they're not moving, they can't go left, they can't go right. You can pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what do I need to do now to get moving? I need to get moving. And you know what? If something is a fear of the unknown, is there a way you can figure figure that out? Is there somebody you can talk to and not just complain to? Right? Where you can talk to them and say, you know what? I'm afraid about this. I need the next step. I've got to do something. Uh, is there any – you got a good friend, a good Christian friend that you can talk to, right? One thing, one, one thing that's going to help is, yes, pray. The next thing is do. If you know, I have not heard anybody, I'm sure there's a story out there somewhere of somebody who sat on their couch eating potato chips, watching TV, and the doorbell rang and somebody, somebody offered them the perfect job that answered all their problems. Now, I haven't heard of that, haven't seen that, haven't seen that on YouTube, but I'm sure there's somebody somewhere. There always is, right? But whatever, but you know, it is like something's not going to ring a doorbell, right? Anyway, and another thing is, too, you got the boogeyman visit, visiting you in the middle of the night and whatever. Hey, instead of laying there in fear, remember, you've always got the name of Jesus. No matter how, how fearful they got you wrapped up, you can – how many times we heard the testimony? I cried out Jesus, and it left. Mm-hmm. There you go. Start crying out to Jesus. Loose angels to chase that thing. Here's another thing, too. I'm going to wrap up with this today, folks. Right? Here is some, another thing. You know, we've had our fears. Our parents have had fears. Uh, grandparents – 20 generations back, they've had all their fears, and as time goes on, they teach your fears to you so you, so that you're afraid of it again. Uh, you have all of your friends who have their, all their packages of fear, and the last 20 generations have taught them all their packages of fear. Now they want to – it's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I would never do that. Oh, that sounds so crazy. That sounds – I would never do that. Okay, 
Don't let someone else's fear affect your growth. Okay? A growing plant always looks scary to a seed who refuses to be planted. Think about that one. Right? A growing plant always looks scary. Oh, I wouldn't go so high. I wouldn't go above the ground like that. I wouldn't produce nice, big, red, juicy tomatoes. Right? I wouldn't do that. Now, that's the thing, too. It's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. Now, there's times we consider things that are said to us. Even stuff that's said to us has to go through a filter. But if it comes through a very fearful person who has made most of their lifetime decisions based on fear, you might not want to follow it. Okay, Me coming here to Germany, I had plenty of people with their fears. And I, I had one person said, oh, I wouldn't do that. And my answer to that person was, and that's exactly why God didn't call you to do that. God calls you to something, he'll give you the things to do it. Okay, And I've been here, I've forgotten how long I've been here, you know, I think three decades. Right? And I tell you what, I've had my roller coasters over here too, people. And uh, go, go look at that message when we talk about the emotional roller coasters. It's all there. So, praise the Lord. And so what I'd like to do now, uh, now as we go forward in our last few minutes here, how about we pray together and break some of this. So, Father in heaven, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. We praise you, Lord. We thank you for the work of, of Jesus Christ on the, on the cross. We thank you, Father God, that you did not give us the spirit of demonic fear, Lord. You gave us, you gave us the spir spirits of power, love, and a sound mind. And you know what, people? A sound mind will help you make smart decisions so you don't set yourself up for death. So right now, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we thank you for that, Father. We lose the angels of the Lord to go and break the spirit of bondage again to fear over us and in us in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, we confess for the last for our entire family line, all it's been is bondage to fear, bondage to fear from our parents to the kids to the great to the grandkids to the great grandkids. Everything that bondage again to fear. We call that out now in Jesus' name. Fear of war, fear of death. Fear of starvation in Jesus' name. All the old root fears, we loose the angels to go down now and start chopping away at the roots in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Chop away at those roots in Jesus' name. For the axe is laid to the roots in Jesus' name. And Father in heaven in Jesus' name, we loose the curse of the fig tree upon those roots to dry them up in Jesus' mighty name. To start drying up all the roots and all the control things of fear in Jesus' mighty name. You loose us, you let us go. And we loose in the spirit of adoption, where we cry, Abba, Father. And we ask you, Father, we ask to be re uh, reparented, Lord, as a father and as a mother, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, in all those areas where fear has just decided to crawl in. All the fear of death, fear of sickness, fear of disability, Fear of being sick and, alo and alone in, a, in an old folks' home you don't know and just laying there and rotting and dying. All those death fantasies in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. We rebuke that fear of dying, fear of the end of our life, all that now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We rebuke that. We command that to come up and get out in Jesus' name and the power of his shed blood. Also, Father, in Jesus' name, we break the bondage off, in Jesus' name, of the fear of abandonment. Lord, we lose healing on all abandonment wounds now, in Jesus' name, Lord, and we come against all abandonment fears. Come on, fear of being wounded, fear of being hurt, fear of being disappointed, fear of being abandoned, fear of being rejected. Fear of never being accepted in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You loose these people. You let them go and get out of there now in Jesus' name. Let's go. All the mental issues. Lord, any demonic object permanence in Jesus' name where if it's out of sight, it's out of mind, they don't exist. And you get this terrifying fear of being alone. Fear of being alone. Get out now in Jesus' mighty name. Fear of being alone. The fears of abandonment. Come on, come out. We break your power over God's people in Jesus' mighty name. You, all those roots of that. Come on, fear of abandonment. Come on, especially anybody who's been orphaned or divorced or if you were a latchkey kid, right? You, were, you had parents, but they were never there. And we break that now in Jesus' name and we command the bondage to come off in Jesus' name. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we break the bondage of fear of failure. Fear of failure. Fear of failing those tests in school. 
Come on, fear of school. Come on, fear of failure. Come on, fear of letting your family down. Yep, I was going to win the lottery and come back with that millions and billions and pay all their bills and buy them houses and cars and make their life easy and everything. Yeah, everything out. God probably saved you from that. Everything up, everything out now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Failing. Failure as a father. Come up and out now in Jesus' name. Fear of failure as a father. Fear of failure as a mother. Come on, everything up. Come on, fear of being that bad parent. Yeah, look at them. Oh, look how they take care of their kids. Get up now in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everything up and out. Fear, fear that your kids are going to fail in Jesus' name. Fear that your kids are going to be miserable. Miserable. Everything up and out now. Yep, they're going to be that, and you can't do anything for it. We rebuke that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We also rebuke the demonic torment behind fear in Jesus' mighty name. Plug in for those messages we got, people, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Let's go. All the fear of failure in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. All of your life, all, all the fear that's killed your dreams, killed your hopes, killed your plans, all the fear. Hey, you want to go have fun? No, I'm afraid. Hey, you want to do this? No, I'm afraid. Come on, everything out. Fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. Come on, never trying, never trying, fear of trying. And we come against all that perfectionism that says, well, if I try, I'll make a mistake. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, welcome to the club. Come on in the door. Come on, everything out. Come on, everything out. Fear of failure, fear of making a mistake. Come on, all that from full... uh, from school years, all of that in dysfunctional families. Come on, alcohol, uh, alcoholic dysfunctional family, adult children of alcoholics there, never try or do anything because if, 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 if I fail, I'll make the alcoholic mad. We break that now in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You loose us, you let us go in Jesus' name. Fear, fear of being out of control. You see, if I can just control everybody all the time with everything they do, well, I'm going to feel at peace and be okay. And there are people that live like that. Come out now in Jesus' mighty name. If I can just control my family, it's going to be okay. If I can control the alcoholic, if I can control the drug addict, it's going to be okay. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Get out now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You loose them and let them go. That bondage of that, a feeling out of control. Come on. All that anxiety. I can't control somebody else's decision. Get out now in Jesus' name. I'm so afraid they're not going to do what I want them to do. I don't have control. Get out. We, we, Lord, we separate fear and control from each other in Jesus' mighty name. And you loose God's people. You let them go. That's not how that's supposed to be. Everything up and out. Come on. Depression, anxiety. And you know what? Depression and anxiety always run together. Come on, everything out. And you notice how the demons are pulling you from two sides and they want to pull you in the past and they want to make you afraid of the future. Come on. So we break all depression, anxiety patterns in our body and we command all spirits that cause the spirit of depression and anxiety and all the spirits that want to cause it in us in Jesus' name. All the spirits that want us to lose our trust in God and in Jesus, all that out now in Jesus' name, all the fears in Jesus' mighty name. In God we trust, we shall not be afraid. We loose that now. We loose that in there. Lord, we cast all of our cares on you now in Jesus' name, ask you to sustain us. Lord, I don't know if the people are going to reject me or accept me. Lord, I'm afraid of dying. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid that, well, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, all of our cares all of our depressions, anything linked in with fear, anxiety, depression, Lord, we're going to cast that on you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to take these away from us now, Father, please, in Jesus' name, Lord. We claim the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to be there and root that out in Jesus' name. And thank you, God, where it says that you will never let the righteous fall. In Jesus' name. Benefits to being saved, people. So, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we pray that. We thank you for your time today, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, just for every wonderful thing that you are going to do, Lord. We rebuke and fall out of agreement with all anxieties, with all fears, all imagined fears, all real fears, too, Lord. And also, we just destroy the fear of the unknown. And, Lord, we pray and ask you for a studying and a learning spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen and amen.
Praise the Lord. My friend, thank you for coming on today. And if someone would like to contact you and follow and support your ministry, how can they do that, Brother Elvis? Hey, the easiest way to do that, folks, is visit us at YouTube uh, at the Elvis Newhart Network. Uh, you can do that or just type my name right into any any search engine, Elvis Newhart. Um, I'm not hard to miss. And uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so what happens is, visit us at the Elvis Newhart Network. Take a look at these messages here, too. Like, subscribe uh, uh, to the channel there. Um, how to support us is there. That's paypal.me forward slash Elvis Newhart written together. But we showed that there, too. Okay. Um, the other thing is, we got a lot of messages. Like I said, folks, this, this was just a sampling of one of the messages we have that are a four-part series that really goes down and digs out all this, all, all the root fear garbage. Uh, we are in a year where they want to make us anxious, where they want to make us fearful uh, through elections, sickness, death, wars, whatever. Uh, we don't have to live that way. We choose not to live that way in Jesus' name. So that's that. If you'd like to contact me or write me directly, please write me directly at elvishcd at aol.com. elvishcd at aol.com also listed on all of our messages uh, all of our messages there and that's the best way to do it folks fantastic my friend we'll see you next time god bless you it was a great message hey i'm looking forward to it shannon god bless you too thank you sir